Okay, we were still in the Hakdama to figure out Micha's role here and what the consequence of the Einish was. It certainly wasn't good. The debate over here is did he lose his Elam Haba or did the Chesed that was done, which was Gavaldic, feeding starving people, traveling lonely, had no access to any supplies. Did that somehow serve as a kapara of sorts? And no doubt the Avodah and the Chetim Achtes Rabbim had plenty of Gehenim going with it. The question is, was there a future? Did he get out? Is he on this list in Perichelik? That's where this Gemara was. Of Elu Shelem Chelik Lema the very short list of notables who had tremendous potential. According to the Shita, is that he's around from Yitzis Yisrael. We're talking about a person who has longevity, especially if this whole Misa and Pesamicha took place at the end of Shreftim. It's about a few hundred years. A person apparently of considerable talent in terms of being Mashpia on other people, suddenly had a big heart. So if he would be on the list, list is short, but who do we include? He'd be in the running of somebody who, if we saw him on the list, we wouldn't be shocked. He's not in the Mishnah. And the Gemara was trying to figure out why. So, the copy you have in front of you, what's the front page for those uh, listening here? I'll take one if you have. Make sure we're on the same page, literally. You have here the Gemara and Sanhedrin, which was uploaded a while ago. Uh, you have the Gemara and Sanhedrin, and on the back, the front page is the Sanhedrin Kufal from Bays, and page three is this Elia Rabbah, which we were in the middle of, sort of ran out of time last week. So the first Gemara said that to at least one mandamar, Nevot, as in Yeruvam's father, is Micha, and he's the same Shev ben Bichri. It's a lot of history of getting into trouble. Nevot started the trouble because it was Gaiva that he felt he had a Nevoa that he's going to have a great son who will become king. He indeed had a great son who will become king, who did become king. His name is Yeruvam, and that was part of the problem. When you think it's coming to you and you can't fail, you will almost inevitably fail as in Kairach. So it's never good. If you ever have one of these Navuas, maybe ask a Shaila. Uh, on two fronts, number one, are you either a Tinek or a Shaita? Because that's the only category that will get a Navua today. And even in Tinsalama, it's real. What should you not do with that information? So we're saying that tongue-in-cheek because you have no Sheikhs, and these were obviously Anashim Gedolim to start off with, and that's the scary part. Uh, they weren't giving the vuah to you and me those days. And if you got it, that means there was something to it, but it can go to your head. And uh, all the Naveen we know about, 99.9% of them, they didn't want the job. They protested. Look at what we're reading in the pre-Tisha B'Av and post-Tisha B'Av. We're talking about uh, nobody was interested in running after COVID or interested in getting the job. It's a dangerous job. It didn't have instant gratification. That's an understatement. Usually it got things thrown at you, it got thrown in slime pits. 
And a person of that madriga, after going up the ladder of a person being Zechut and as in going through Messias Hashem, then when Hashem spoke to them, it said that you're going. If you remember the first parak of any of these, is that me? I'm not worthy and I'm not going. So if you start off that, yes, this is coming to me and rushing straight in, there's already going to be an issue, even though the people that got it were big people. So that's the framing of it. Micha, as I mentioned in the beginning, should have been in the list because he had tremendous, tremendous potential. What happened afterwards? So if you remember on the second page of this handout, We'll see the Gemara again quickly on page two, the bottom. Ma, so it's bracketed. This is Kuf Gimel on Beis Hashem. So he's not on the official list because of his tremendous chesed. The kasha is his chesed was his downfall because he had such an audience. He had so many people coming in. He was so popular. He was able to be mashbia, and that made him a chetiyamachti it doesn't do anything for anybody. You're in severe negative territory. If you invite people in, you want a sandwich? Oh, that's great. You can't get a sandwich here. You want some uh, Kool-Aid? I use that Badafka because they're going to be drinking Kool-Aid soon. Uh, you want some of this? This is Gavaldic. Oh, very refreshing. If you have a few minutes, there's something very interesting in the back room. Why is that a mile at all? You got him in there. That's called Sarabim. So the Gemara is apparently understanding that in his twisted mind, they weren't really related. He would be horrified if you told him, you Russia, you got people, put a Kool-Aid stand outside with some sandwiches and everything's for free to get him into Dua Vodazar. There's no mitzvah there. It's not a Shaila mitzvah, machaba, avera, avera, machaba, mitzvah. This is totally sinister. This likes B'nai Smidjan, B'nai Smayev with their Kool-Aid stands had the same thing. End up being a magefa. So we don't look at that as, oh, it's a redeeming quality. The Shaila is, is this going to get him into Olam Haba? So the answer is, he didn't look at it like that. And apparently Chazal weren't convinced to look at it like that. Because unlike Bilam, Balak, Benaz Midjah, Benaz Mayav, it was completely sinister because Klai Yisrael didn't need that food. That's what you were asking me last week. He kept, Shlomo kept asking, what, why would somebody be enticed to go into the lemonade stand? They had it on him, they had the bear, they, the answer is, for people not holding the madriga, if you were holding, Mon was very satisfying, both in Ruchnius and Gashmias, mostly in Ruchnius. And so was Bear Miriam, what we would pay for a bottle of Bear Miriam. Just a bottle of water, just with a different thing, not Poland's things. But we would pay for that. But for a lower madriga, got any lemonade? Got any milk? Got something like uh, earthly. So that spoke to them, they signed up, and then it was Nusan Avarazar. Apparently, Chazal understood he wasn't looking to do that. He was really filling a need. And that's his chus. The question is, do we still treat him separately? Per the Gemara and Saito, a mitzvah machab and vice versa, or not? That's, the, that's a pretty a deep shaila piyashkafa. So, mebnei math, bracket to the bottom. Mebnei math, What does that mean? So, we keep threatening to see the Yad Ramah, which we're going to do this week. Yad the only reason of the sugya, is going to say, of course, that does not get him into Olam Haba. Just covered for the mitzvah of Pita Mitzvah. So we're not going to put him on the infamous all-star list, but it doesn't help him at the end of the day. That's going to be one shita. And the Ian Yaakov is going to argue. Tanya, Ibn Asana, Mi Grav, Lashilo, Gimel, Milim, Oshon, 
And it was particularly toxic because it was so close to Shiloh where they had good carbonus, the Shem Shemayim, and the smoke was going up, and the smoke unfortunately was mixing with the smoke from Pesamicha, where they were illegal carbonus, and whatever they had in mind was absolutely usher. Therefore, leave him alone. Don't get rid of him just yet. And it's not only just yet. He's going to live a long, long time after this and continue his nefarious operation. Because they weren't meichem. So... Did we say that there's a sheet, a sheet that says that it was likely that not necessarily every... Like that the Ruba, the Ruba, were, were just enjoying the food and not necessarily... Yeah, yeah, most of all these things. Most of the doing the right thing. But it caused enough damage, and the, the fact that it was in close proximity... I think as far as the people that were actually, that were actually benefiting from the, the lemonade stands and everything like that. Everybody benefited from the lemonade. A lot of... But a small portion were the ones that were... Sounds like to me only a small portion really got into Pesamicha. A lot of people probably looked in the back room. That already is Chazer Treif. That already had, had an impact. And what made things worse is that you can't do this next to the Mishkan. If you're out in Yelpitzville, which they ended up opening up a branch in way up north, it's not better in terms of the people who are getting to Avodazar, but it's not as bullet. Here, as somebody from that side of the room started asking last week, the reason it was bad is because a lot of people were going Alila Regal and they were passing by. That was you, right? So it made it like, be meicha, you see it. Well, we don't see it. It's, it's on that fork in the road, but we're going to Shiloh. And not within three kilometers. That made it worse. That made it more noticeable. There, they had all sorts of political excuses and political mandates, real or imagined, and uh, that was a different problem. They should have listened to Mordechai, but that is almost more understandable. The answer is we don't understand because we don't know what the answer for Avodah was. They didn't look at it as a steer. We're going to Michigan and it's on the way. So it's another interesting operation, unfortunately. Take a look at page three first. We'll get to the, hopefully, get to the Yad Ramah. But we were in the middle of this Eliyah Rabbah. And the Eliyah Rabbah lists in the second paragraph ten people, I'm going to call them a shame because there's some very notable people here who were tzaddikim who did a lot for Klai and made mistakes, like Yayev, who created and propped up Malchus Beis David to their eternal schus, and he's not on anybody's list that he went to Gehenim never to get out. He might have had Gehenim for the few things he did, and even that I'm not sure, because David Melch cared about him so much, he told Shlomo, take care of him, that was to avoid either all or most of Gehenim. Shimshin might be on the list, as we saw last week. Let's see the list again. And we'll focus on Shimshin for a moment. The list is made of the people, again, tremendous potential, but each midah was one against one of the Aserah Sadibris. It's a very strong notion. Ten people who were by it, and it's kicking Kosh Baruch which means it's, it sounds like direct aggression and rebellion. So some of them fit. Some of them we know were tzaddikim of the highest order, but the thing that they fell in was a rebellion because they took the kayach that they got as a special gift and misused it, which at the end of the day is what everybody's doing. 
because Hashem gives us kaychas. If you do an aver with your hands, Hashem gave you hands that work. You do an aver with your eyes, Hashem gave you eyes that work. But sometimes it's more obvious and more boilet, at least with 2020 hindsight. Shimshin didn't know it at the time. Elohein, Micha, top of the list, and the next paragraph tells you, you know the Asersadibris, each one is Keneged. Another one, as a matter of fact, let's read it in the second paragraph. It'll be clear. Poor soul, and he was very bent out of shape, but notice how we did not excuse him. We'd love to, but he knew right from wrong, and he had an Isaiah, and he failed. You can't be Mavarach Hashem. What? The Ben Yisrael was the one with Shlemus' son who couldn't park his tent somewhere because he was in the wrong zone and they had a zone for the Gerim. And he insisted that his mother's from the Shevet and they told him his father is a Mitzri, which was true. The guy could have said it in a better way, maybe, but uh, they went to a Dinter and um, he didn't win. And that is the reaction you're not supposed to have. And the terror says quite clearly that Moshe Rabbeinu was told by Derek Nevoah that the Mekeshish got skila. So, Blatsisa is the opposite of the Mechayr from Agadev. Zohar is Yom HaShabbos Lekadjo, one second, but Mekeshish, Mekeshish, Rabbi Kiva says, was actually a good guy, L'Shem Shamayim. Apparently, he had great intentions, and it might even have been a Malach HaShem Tzvich Lagufa, a Masha over there, and then why is he Chayimisa? The answer is the Edom didn't know that, and Sahedrin didn't know that, and you couldn't prove it. And a guy can't come to base and have to be Mechal Shabbos Edom and say, well, I had something else in mind, and therefore it's a Malach HaShem Tzvich Lagufa. That does not work. It might work Klape Shamaya. It doesn't do much for Basin's Psach because they can't really work with it. Dvarim Shabalev and Dvarim. And it was not Mukhrut anybody, he was chopping or gathering wood. And you can't bring Malach Hashem Seich Legufa into the mix in a based in Shamata. Kabe Savich Vesimecha bought Avshalom. That's painfully obvious. No matter what you hold of your father's political decisions and running of the country, David Melech had nothing political. It was a Psach But Avshalom looked at it as, as a Psach Halacha is a Psach Halacha, but I think uh, we need new leadership and I could be a better king. Uh, you can't think that even if you're not a son. If you are a son, there are even bigger issues. And he spelled it out, if you remember. We spent a long time on Avshalom, many years ago. And he would stop people who were going into the palace for a dintera, pull them over and said, um, what's your problem? I can hear your case. And then he'd hear the Russia Prokham, he'd say, you're not going to get a fair hearing. And so he's over, but keep it up. aim. He's, he's a Meribah Malchus. He's a Macharif Dayanim. He's a, and he's standing outside doing that. He got away with it for a while because he was the prince. So a prince is allowed to stand outside the palace and ask people who you are and what you're doing here. But it was pretty bad. Lozitzach Ba'at Yeyev. Mind you, only a couple of times. So you'll say, only a couple of times? He killed thousands and thousands of people. There were Rasham Gemurim, and he was fighting Mohammed Hashem, and he was helping Dabon That was great. He went a little bit too far in getting rid of some of the high officers, like commander-in-chief. And he had good reasons in the trial, which we spent a lot of time on here, and the reasons were not good enough, and there was a 1% in the back of his head which he didn't recognize of ulterior motive, and that made it Ritzicha. He was still a good guy, meaning the schar overwhelmed the mistakes, and he got a kapara for it. That's why this list is a very unusual list. Lasina Bar Chimshin. No, we just spent four months explaining 
There was no technical lasinif, but there was Hashimshin's Madrega. Shaila should be in the list, so the Gisa is a little bit of a machlekes who this is. If you look at number four, the Alkut has the Gersa of Zimri. We would understand that a lot better. La Signa bought Achon, that was plain greed, but it's Ganeva. It's not the guess afterwards. Uh, we're talking about kidnapping in the SS the Dibras, but it's often used in the general category of Ganeva. La Sana bought Novus, that was classic, unfortunately. They got Novus killed. La Sachmad bought Achov, who had everything in the world, but was missing a vineyard. And he was the wealthiest, most powerful person in the world. So, Tzadik, uh, you did mention that there is a uh, Medjish Rabbah in Parshas Matis. And just a little bit of a parallel Medrash, and this was one of the Makaris. We had a debate at the beginning of Shimshin. Is he called Shimshin Agibur based on Chazal or based on other sources which we won't mention? Is there room, Hashkafically, so at that time we were Miyashiv, that there is room for it. The Gevura came from the Gevura Sanefesh, from the Siat Tashmayim, when he lost that, he didn't have the Gevura anymore. But Stam, what did he look like? So the Gemara that mentions he was a Chigur is not a Raya necessarily, because that could have happened. It did happen. And they captured him, and the Nase was, he still got his strength back at the end for the Nase of killing more Plishtim. It's not clear that that meant that he looked like not only a 99-pound weakling, but he couldn't even walk straight from the beginning. That's not Pashat. Not Pashat shot in the Gemara. So Shaila what did he look like? And did he come off as a Giber only when he had that infusion for the need of the hour to do something for Klai Yisrael. So the Lashon over here in this Medjish, V'chein Shnei Giberim Amdu Ba'ilam. Echad Mi Yisrael V'echad Mi Umas Ailam. It's a contrast of people who were given things and the Umas Ailam were given something similar, so they can't tie in and given it. Shimshin Mi Yisrael V'galyus Mi Umas Ailam. Galyus we know. And Goliath misused it from the get-go. And it's not Mizulu Mazu, because Goliath was from the Rus and Arpa Maisa, what she gave up, and the Eschar Belamazeh. But the contrast here, that Shimshin had the opportunity, used it well, Goliath never used it well. We don't even have any Medrash at all, that he had something in his lifetime, Goliath, that would be like an Eigmel Chabashan story. At least he saved Avram. Okay, he's trying to kill him, but at least he saved him. Goliath had nothing. He was going on the coattails of Arpa, who had something. Shimshin was Shimshin. So, as you asked yesterday, the Chiddush is that they're in the same Medrash, is already a Pella. But the next line is, Shneim Nevdum and Oilam. So, Nevdim Na'ilam would fit like this Girsa. It still doesn't mean he lost his Elam Haba, and he didn't. Shimshin goes down as a Shevet Yisrael, and he is the object or the Gavra, the Tzaddik, in the Devua of Yaakov Inu. Zichah went to Elam Haba, and a very high spot. Nevdim Na'ilam means he was destroyed by Elam Hazer because of this. Just, oh, he was destroyed by Elam Hazer and by Elam Haba. So that's what makes this interesting. It sounds like a parallel. It's certainly not a parallel on many levels. The question is, what is the Dimian? It means they had something that was given to them as a supernatural gift, and it was not used properly. And then it's not just, oh, well, you didn't use it properly. It goes against you as a, as a taina. The bigger the gift, the more there's a tviya to use it. So that is the medrash. The reason I brought this earlier, Rabbah, 
is because I wanted to show that we're having a machleik, it's a middle of a machleik, did he lose his alam haba or not? Micha. So this medrash puts him as the number one person in Tanakh against Anechi Hashem in the first of the Aserah Sedibris. That sounds like he lost it. Could be, yeah, could be not. Yad Ramah is going to agree right now. But Mishka Yaakov, and Yaakov is uh, going to claim not necessarily. So let's see the Yad Ramah. Did I give it out yet? What was that? It was about Zara, just he gave a whole pilpul shear how it wasn't, but it was. It certainly degenerated into it very quickly. No, Yeravam was the second one, right? Yeravam was number two. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, yeah. La Yilcha, La Sisa is the, uh, the Megadev. Okay, I gave out the copy of the. Uh, I'll take one if you have. Thank you. Nimrod, unfortunately, made himself a Giber, and Rashi said, Sayyid, Ne Hashem means against Hashem, not for Hashem. So, yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was on the list. Uh, why are they pinning it on Oig Mel Chabashan, you're asking? Why? What happened to Nimrod? Nimrod, Nimrod didn't survive the time of Kabbalah Satera. I'm saying why is Goliath? Because Nimrod would be first. That's what I'm saying. So Goliath was uh, after Kabbalah Satera. Oig was partially, and Goliath was uh, was way after. So there's a bigger Taina on somebody who lived in that at Kufa Lachera. What, you're tiny for him or against him? I don't think we need many rights to that. I think it's about, despite all the excuses with the Eight Sahara and everything, you believe in two deities, even if the second one's only an auxiliary just uh, for extra good muzzle. That's Avarazar. You do, you do it 10 minutes a day before the Ashkama minion, it doesn't, it's still going to be a problem. Yeah. So there were many of the Avarazar throughout Tanakh, and we talk about. Even Achav, who's on the list, that short list, but the Machlech is later on in the Gemara, because Achav had many schusim, Achazach as they did that overtly or not, that's, uh, that's what makes it complicated. So Can you hear? What? Yeah, it's a Machlech by Achav, you're saying. As far as Micha, well, that's going to be the debate. The Yad Ramah, you have a copy? Is there any more? You ran out? You ran out. Okay, if you can look on with somebody, but you can see it inside, if you can. So, um, Yad Ramah is on this Sugi and Sanhedrin, Kuf Gimel Mabez. This was uploaded for those listening a while back. It's one little paragraph in the second column toward the bottom of the second paragraph. Means that it was very bad and he should have been in the list and he lost his Adam Haba. But Lamaisa, the guy was a phenomenal Machnez Eirich and a shame dover and had to run free hotels for people. And therefore, we don't mean him just for who he was and what he accomplished in this sphere, even though at the end of the day, personally, for Micha, it's not going to help him. The Elam ain't loy chalik. The Elam Haba. That's pretty clear. Look at the footnote in 498. Being Yaakov Kasav. 
Mishmachi Yesh Lachel Amaba. Chaim Mashem Teisus Saita Yerubei the Amasa the Aisei. We're going to see that in a moment. The Lashon Lamanu Hainu Sheyesh Lachel Amaba. That's quite a machlekes in the Gemara. So the Yankov says no. Lamanu means Baruch Hashem. It's close, but Baruch Hashem he didn't make it on the list, and therefore he has Alam Haba. Now that's why I mentioned in the beginning of today's shir. There were thousands and thousands of people who lost Elam Haba and didn't make it near the list, but they weren't chashav enough to be noticed to be in the list because you can't have a Mishnah that starts listing every Tom, Dick, and Harry or Chaim, Yankel, and Fred, and uh, it's not going to be a Mishnah. It's going to be uh, a Shas. So Micha was important enough or noticeable enough that he should have been in the list. So the Adama says, Pshat Nagamar is, he sort of was, but uh, he did so many good things. We don't even have a Vaza person who did these Maisim Tevim, even though for his Neshama it didn't help that much. And the Yanyakir says, no, he didn't make it on the list because these Maisim Tevim got him into Gehenim, which is a good thing here because got him into Gehenim that will work to clean him up and then go to um, Haba, as opposed to either not getting to Gehenim, which is not a good idea if it's because we don't want them getting cleaned up, or maybe getting to a Makamegehenim where they don't clean people up, they just have them suffer. But we're not here to discuss various parts of Gehenim, but it means he's not getting to Alam Haba. That's quite a machlekes, yes? We're going to discuss this uh, Ben Halevi, possible grandson of Moshe Rabbeinu, who will do tshuva in a very big way twice. Of course, doing tshuva twice means something happened in between, but the final aspect, he will do tshuva. Unfortunately, we don't have any medrash that says Micha did. That's the bad news. Normally, I follow that with good news immediately. I don't have any here. That's why it's a debate. So the good news I do have is that the Yankiv says it was good at the end, but the Yad Rama disagrees. So that's a, uh, a big machlekes. If you take a look at the flip side of this marmokam here, on page two, I'll show you the Gemara Nsaiti is bringing down. <clears throat> Toward the uh, bottom of the Amud, we're talking about, have you got it? It's a Yud Amabez in Saita. If you don't have it, you can get a Saita off the shelf. Hani Tamya Zimya Beni, speaking of Avshalom. So Avshalom was, I don't know, out of all the Maisim and Tanakh, and there are a lot of very uh, jarring ones and difficult to understand, to see the godless of Davra Melch in every single instance where people, even uh, half his Sitkus, that's a lot of Sitkus, half his Sitkus, would not have a Havmina of passing the Nisianis. Davra Melch takes the first slot in almost everything he went through, and no one was even close. That's why we're saying Tehillim today. That's why he wrote Tehillim, and that's why he gets the Malchus of Deri Darius. People wonder, you know, this time of year in the three weeks, they talk about Gula and Malchus Beis Dav. about how is one person Zechad to all this? So if you ask that, that means you didn't chazer over seven years of Shir that we had on Dabr Melech, because it's unbelievable the Madregas he reached, the suffering he had, and the fact that it was Kemat rolling off his back. I don't want to make it sound easier. It's because he worked on himself. That's why he was able to ignore it. Uh, he, he was ignored, then he ignored that he was ignored, and then he didn't take it out on people. The classic textbook person who, when he gets the power, starts taking the come on everybody, we see none of that. And to his own family, and his keep it of aim, and they're the ones who had him in the doghouse for good reason, Lashit Tassim, it was just a mistake. But most people don't see past mistakes that quickly. 
So his whole life was built like that. Um, with Avshalom, as we described a few minutes ago, he did the worst possible thing anybody could do in Marie de Mamalchus. And he did it against his father, not just the Melech. So, if you remember, he sends his trusty, very capable general, Yayev, who was on the other list, who was a good guy and gets it done. He said, whatever you do, keep him alive. Of course, Yayev, as soon as he found him, the first thing he did was kill him, which was part of the problem of the Ritzichas. But as I said, there are only two, maybe three, He's referring to Avner and other cases, but he had a mind of his own, which always comes with the territory of people who accomplish a lot, and you got to rein it in. But he trusted him. In this case, he was upset that he did. He said, bring him back alive. Why should you bring him back alive? If he remains alive, we have no guarantee, much more than no guarantee. We almost have a guarantee he's going to act out again. If he could do this, he could do this tomorrow. So he'll say, no one's going to do it tomorrow. They learned their lesson. Nope. There was another son of David Melech, who did less damage, but had the same problem. His name? Anybody remember? He was the last rebellion. Adaniel. So Adaniel, Baruch Hashem, his rebellion was over sort of before it started, but we shouldn't think there was a double push it. Adaniel rebelled when he saw his father was dying and couldn't move. And he again, like everybody else, underestimated David Melech, and he couldn't move. But here he got up with enough kayak and last ounce of strength and gave direction to the country. And that time, Yayev already was on the wrong side, which was also a problem, uh, could have led to Ritzicha. But the rebellion never really got off the ground. So, if you recall, what did Shalom do with him afterwards? The right thing to do would be to neutralize him in a very lethal way. It's dangerous. Mariah is dangerous for Klai Yisrael. He was a brother. And he said, look, this never really got off the ground, so we're not going to talk about it. But you better behave. Like, just go to the base medrash. Say, Maidim, with a lot of kavanah, you're alive, and I'm letting you live, and you have a lot of money, you're a prince, just go learn. How long? The rest of your life. And daven hard, and do a lot of tshuva. And that worked for a while, until it didn't work. And then he was a sly guy. So you remember, he goes to Bathsheba and says, I don't make too many requests around here, but can you just, you have sway with your son, the king. Can you ask him, I'd like to marry Avishag. Bathsheba was pretty smart. She didn't hop what was going on. But Shlomo was smarter than everybody. And as soon as he asked that, he executed him. Because that means... He didn't outgrow his Redifus HaKavu that he wanted to be king. And Shlomo saw that. Should have been executed originally. That was already a Midas HaRachamim. But he didn't outgrow it. So that's important because why did he give instructions to Yehav? Keep Shalom alive. If you keep him alive. It just, no, I, my son, I'm going to work on him. It could be Yehav was right there, by the way. The din is complicated. Not for now. We probably discussed it back then. Yayev's mandate was to keep Malchus Bez David safe. This is a classic example where you have to keep Malchus Bez David safe. No, can you keep Malchus Bez David safe over the express command of the Melech himself? So we hope it doesn't come up. Yayev also hoped it didn't come up. But he said, now it comes up, so I'm going to do a good job. The Melech sent me, I'm going to do a great job. And Melech also mentioned something about keeping alive. We're going to promptly ignore that. For good, obvious reasons. But Chazal, take a look at it, that you really can't do that, because Davon Melech 
felt that he can do rehab here. A scary thought, but you understand, I don't want to overplay Yayev's Svar, but he thought that was dangerous. But he gave the same excuse why he killed Avner also. And Amasa. And he had good reason. We spent a long time on this. That's a scary. Yayev went to Olam Haba, made a few mistakes, especially in the Betzikah department. He had a good lumdus for each one. And when he joined the Danio, he thought it was kind of out there and wild to have a 12-year-old taking the position of king in Klai Yisrael. And Adonio is every inch a ruler. That's why other notables joined him also. All these are great svaras. And the problem is, if David Melch is king, and you recognize the godless David Melch, you can't do that. And ultimately, every mistake is like that. Kerech, we mentioned him in the same shir, had all sorts of svaras and all sorts of nevuas. And also, if you're arguing on Moshe Rabbein, at the end of the day, you're not right, even if you can't figure out why you're not right. That's the lesson over here. Why am I giving you that brief Hazara spanning centuries? Because here the Gemara tells you that the Pasuk tells you he said Avshalom Avshalom after he realized he was dead. And he was crying and he was diving and he kept repeating the name. So read the Pasuk, he's repeating the name because his heart is broken. That too. That's the Pasuk shot. And the Gemara says that Alpi Kabbalah, he was able to raise his neshama each time and the Kayach to daven for him. And that's what the Gemara is dealing with right here. Hane Tamiya Bene Lama Shiva Daaske Meshiva Madiri Gehenim. So Avshalom at this point was at the bottom of the possibilities in Gehenim. V'idach, and one more, Ikadami Dikar Vresh Legabi Gufa, should have at least the Kavurus Yisrael, his head was not attached to his goof because Yayav finished him off. And at least he should have an normal Kavura, should find both parts and get a Kavurus Yisrael. Ikadamri Da'isya La'al Modasa. And the other Mandamar, much bigger Chiddush, much bigger ask is that he should not only get out of Sheva Maduri Gehenim, he should be Zechad Gehenim Haba. So now we know why we're in this Gemara. We're talking about people who really did a lot of bad things. Is it Shaykh they can get to Elam Haba? Now you'll say there are differences. This is Avedazara Kaifer Beiker, and that's what Micha was doing and spreading. Avshalom had a problem with COVID, which led to a problem of keeping over aim, and he had an anger issue, and he had all sorts of issues, didn't listen to authority. Okay, that's very bad and very destructive. He almost destroyed Klayistron and caused a civil war. So all very bad. A person like that can't get into Elam Haba? Well, mind you, he didn't do tshuva. Or did he? As a chazal, if you remember, he was dangling from the tree. But he was very, very quick. And he was an experienced warrior. And he carried a lot of swords and daggers. And you can quickly, if you ever get caught up somewhere, you quickly take out the, even if your sword fell, you take out the other one. It's got a lot of stuff in your utility belts. And just quickly sever the ties. You can run because the is coming. And if you remember, Chazal tell us he was about to do that and he saw under him Gehenim opening up. That's a Madrega. Most people in the Batu and Avera don't see Gehenim under them. If they did, they'd probably think twice. And he thought about it and he didn't cut himself loose. Knowing full well, he's probably going to get arrested and with Yayev, probably killed which is what happened. So he did some sort of tshuva. David Amalch, no doubt, knew that. He's willing to accept the Misa on him, even though he didn't have a lot of time to think it through, but that's tshuva, but he still has to have a feel of somebody getting him out. The question Tesis wants to know, take a look at Tesis. Daisi lama dasi. Ikasha amu bechelek, sahedrin dafkov dalin, bara mazaka abba, abba la mazaka bara. It's very deep, important in Yanim. So Tesis wants to know, 
incredible thing about Tesis. We're in a, an agarata about Scharva, what do we know about Scharva? But Tesis knows a lot, and he wants to make sure the Gemara is shtim. So he says, we have a klal that a kid does mitzvahs and maizim and he says, Kaddish, and he davens it. So he elevates, and he can bring the father out of Gehenim. But the Gemara says, because he's a result of the father's upbringing, training, even if the father didn't train him in the right way, but he brought him to the world, and therefore, that's the schutz to the father. However, it does not work the other way around. And this is the other way around. So has the Gemara have David HaMelech davening, getting him out, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and then eight, tell him, Haba coin to one man How does this work? Pretty startling examples. How do we know that? Because Esav Yishmael go down in history. Yishmael did tshuva, sort of, uh, to figure out what that means. But Esav didn't get out. And his father didn't save him because he couldn't save him. So what's going on over here? Why is David HaMelech better than Yitzchak Avinu and Abba Avinu? Getting the same type of idea, and this is going to be the Raya. Amun was a pretty bad Russia Melech Yisrael. Yeshua Melech was a Hilegat Tzadik. And here we're talking about Tzilus of people, but it has to go in the right direction, and here it's going in the wrong direction. So he wants to know what's Pashat in the Gemara. Yeshlaimar Mishum, Tav Shalom, Notol. So he alludes to what we just mentioned, and that is, he got killed, he stayed around, and he was willing to get killed, one second, and he got his kapara, and he did it willingly. So he's still in Gehenim, because he just rebelled against his father, caused a civil war, and almost destroyed the country. So he still needs help, but the true process is started by Avshalom himself. Dumia. The Yoyakim, I find the Dimian very interesting. Yoyakim is one, also one of the worst Rishay Malchi Yisrael. But he had a kapara, but the kapara was Achamisa. He died, and then his skull was around for a long time, being tossed here, tossed there, and he got a lot of Einish, and the Neshama has a Tsar from that. We don't have a record he did Chuvabala Mazdeh, so why does that work? Avshalom at least made a conscious decision to get that kapara. So it's a Kiddush, the two are connected. Remember the Maisa, it's found later, then it's burnt, put in an oven again, it was burnt. Therefore, loy manu oisai. So, loy manu oisai means, according to the Shavuz Yankiv, he thinks Taisis means, loy manu is, they're not on the list because they did not lose their Elam Haba forever and ever. And he thinks that's the pshat, because in the context over here, we're talking about Avshalom. Avshalom did get out, according to his mandamra. And Tais is trying to figure out other cases where they also got out, even against the rule that a father can help a son. And it lumps together, started talking about Avshalom, and then we're talking about Amon, and we're talking about Yoyokim. So Tais is, according to the Shushyank, it sounds like they're all lumped together, and they all got out for whatever reason. Each one has a separate reason. And the Yad Ramah would disagree, and he said, no, you have to look at each case independently, and Micha has a very bad history, and Mecha Tesi got the Olam Haba. So that's quite a machalik. Yes? Doesn't it say that Abraham Avinu was sinned by the Shah of Gehenna? Yes, so that's different. It's different, because over there, there's one other criteria. It says if a person had a bris milah, then he's in good shape. If he doesn't mess up the bris milah, but Aram is, he's still in very good shape. 
Avmavid is in charge of that apartment. Bismillah, Kedushas, Hamakam, and so that's why he was put in charge of there because he's allowed to utilize the schus that he himself took to create that Kedusha. So that's a, it's a different example. These are very, very deep in Yonim. As I mentioned at the beginning of the year last week, uh, we're not in charge, halachalamaisa, of deciding whether Micha got in or not. But unlike the Gemara, where you have Amaram debating, did Achav get in? What's the maskan of certain people in the Mishnayis? Here we have Amachlaikis, Rishainim, and Achroinim. What the Gemara means when it says, Micha did Achnasas Archem, that's Kavaldik. And it was. Did that help him at the end of the day? It helped other people, certainly if they didn't go to the back room. So many people hopefully didn't even peek in the back room and just got their lemonade. And the ones that had the Kool-Aid, I guess, went in and joined the movement. And unfortunately, uh, that was a disaster. And Mitzvah we are going to have Shear next week, uh, either in Yushalayim or here. Um, we have to remind ourselves of that at least during the three weeks. And uh, we will continue with the examination of Micha. Thank you.